This is Mortgage Matters with Misha, your source for real estate market updates and strategies and answers to your real estate lending questions. Now, to provide you with insight and help you navigate the constantly changing world of real estate lending, here's your host, financial services expert, Misha Dimitruk. Well, good afternoon, Bay Area. I am Misha Dimitruk, Essex Mortgage Branch Manager, NMLS 694427. Joining you today, as always, to present strategy and sound advice and information about the mortgage lending industry, and also to help you get the information that you need to get you through the transactions that you are seeking to achieve to get your goals met this year sooner than later, and to help you understand some of the terminology or the shifts that are coming about in the market. As everyone is watching all of the world news and all of the global economic news and the global information that is cycling around, we are all caught in a a feeling of being anxious about what might come, what will be the next stage for our recovery. Now, recovery for a lot of different ways and across a lot of different meanings for people, but economic recovery, um, emotional recovery, and recovery of hopes and dreams. For some people, the last few years have really been a stifling of what they thought was their opportunity to get their life started and move in a positive direction. And now we have a situation where the finances of the world are inhibiting some people sometimes mentally, if not actually financially. So the concept is the change that's happening and how we can all work through this in a positive way. Um, I'm, I'm fielding calls from people who are feeling very stressed, particularly buyers who are very stressed about what's happening in the mortgage market while they are not yet in contract. And while they are trying their best to get into contract, they just continue to not get their offers accepted. And they see the interest rates moving up and they feel the restriction of their affordability in that if they might soon be priced out. So I'm here to share with you, yes, the mortgage market is moving up. If you were looking at rates today, you may have seen shifts from the lenders that you're pricing with. Some of that is absolutely in advance of tomorrow's, or excuse me, later this week's Fed meeting, where we do anticipate that there will be a quarter of a point rate hike. Now, is a quarter of a point. It isn't the end of the world, but we are already one point higher in interest rate than we were last year. Now that's definitely going to affect affordability and it definitely affects how people feel about their finances and how you feel about your finances and your future definitely go hand in hand. Um, So if you are noticing that payment that you see eking up and whether it is a pre-approval on your intended property purchase or when the Fed rate comes up, that credit card, that loan that you have out there, all of those things will be impacted ever so slightly. So definitely uh, being aware of how to stabilize for your best long-term benefit. And so we'll get into that a little bit later here in the show. Last week's challenge, for those of you who watch the show or listen to the show rather, we have a weekly challenge and it was about credit stagnance. There are plenty of calls that come in every single week talking about credit challenges that people are experiencing and what do they do about it? How to get past that hurdle of the credit score that you seem to be stuck at. I had a great conversation with Aram who had a 797 middle score, excellent credit by all standards. 
when pandemic began, he had closed the account. He paid off his auto loan and had closed the account that had travel rewards on it because he was no longer traveling. Now, fast forward, and it had been six months with no active account on his credit. And when he went to go make a purchase for a property, he actually had a score of zero, no score found on all three bureaus. The scoring model has shifted and maintaining action and activity of at least three accounts is going to be imperative if you are working towards a goal that requires that you have a credit score. So Aram is now sort of back to the uh, building blocks here and getting himself reestablished with new credit. Now we had yet to see if these new accounts sort of pick up and take off from where his score was before. Ultimately, based on the fact that the scoring model sets you up to have a diminished score in the beginning of a new account because you have only demonstrated that you know how to borrow. But until you've completed that six month of on-time payments, you have not yet shown that you understand the repay factor, which is the other imperative side of credit that is needed in order to get you that best score. So Aram, you know, stick with it. You have all those accounts open and I, I look forward to seeing how your credit score turns around. Now, Lacey had contacted me because she had managed to pay all of her balances and keep them low, but she had a pesky collection that she was just sort of ignoring and hoping that it would fall off eventually, but her score was absolutely stuck and she wasn't getting anywhere because she still had this active collection. And when we spoke, uh, she took some information, sort of begrudgingly went out and negotiated with the company that she had the collection with and was able to get them to remove the collection in full. And her credit score is now rebounding in great ways. So if there are little things that are on your credit that maybe you're not paying for a personal reason or for a reason that maybe you can't even put your finger on, it was a billing error and it somehow is affecting you, I really encourage you to take a look at all of those little things that could be holding you back. And so that is, Definitely what we want to circle around to on today's show is what might be holding you back from your ability to capture in the now, to move forward today with achieving your goals and knowing what it is that you need to do in those next steps and how to get excited about it. So here to help us with that is Jeff Willie. Jeff, how are you today? I'm doing pretty good, Misha. How are you doing? I am fantastic. Uh, please remind everybody who you are and what you do, please. I'm a uh, licensed realtor with a uh, 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 SRES designation, which uh, uh, means I focus primarily, if not only, in the uh, demographics of 55-plus age. Uh, my license number in California is 019-31466, and uh, my cell number, uh, where people can reach me by text or call, is 831-888-7685. Wonderful. Now, Jeff, you and I talk a lot about planning and about the impact that all of these ideas have on, on people and their goals. What's your advice for us today? Well, you know, uh, I was reading last week that, you know, on the average, homeowner, home, homes sell every seven years, uh, uh, which is, you know, fairly, uh, uh, fairly common, you know, from, from mm -hmm. back in the days when they used to have mortgage burning parties. Uh, right. Case <laughs> with uh, seniors that you know are looking to uh, take advantage of their equity and uh, find a uh, 
basically forever home. Uh, they're not looking to move in seven years. Uh, uh, so someone had drawn a parallel to me that, you know, making this decision, it's kind of like an upside-down wedding cake. You know, the, the, it's, it's big at the top and narrow at the bottom. Uh, where the first level, you've got a lot of considerations, and when you get to the second level, they're kind of focused on, well, what can we afford and where do we want to go? Uh, and the third level is kind of, well, what kind of a home do we want? We don't want steps. We want a courtyard. We want outdoor dining, you know. And then when they get to the fourth level, that's really when personalities come into play. Uh, uh, it doesn't sound like it should uh, be that big of a uh, uh, an item, but it's really paramount. Uh, when you, when you think of it, you know the the typical buyers in this demographic they're you know single women or single men, you know some by choice, mm-hmm. some by not by choice, by being widows, widowers. You know you've got unmarried couples, you've got socially introverted individuals, socially extroverted. Uh, last week I was listening to a podcast with uh, uh, a, a national developer that has. Uh, a tremendous uh, on-site social amenities, you know, beyond pickleball and a swimming pool. And I was listening to uh, this one gal. Uh, she was a, you know, a resident there, and she said that she was a widow and that uh, uh, what, what she enjoys more than anything else, she says, because I'm kind of shy, are, you know, all of the uh, uh, amenities that are, that are afforded to her, uh, culinary schools, uh, wellness and fitness centers, uh, 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 restaurants and bars for happy hour. Uh, this isn't for everyone, but you know, uh, some some uh, uh, personalities prefer to be more uh, independent. You know, it may be uh, detached condos, but uh, think about you know whether it be you know uh, a family member, you know, or uh, yourselves of making this change and selling your home and making a move. Uh, what what? What appeals to you? You know, uh, getting a sense of community like the neighborhood that you're currently living in is important to a lot of people. So uh, that's just you know part of the process. Uh, but it's it's a process. It's not a uh, uh, it, it's not a, a switch that you turn and say that's it. it it's true, and it, it, for those who are lucky enough at this stage of life to be you know, coupled with someone, or even if they decide to uh, cohabitate, I have several clients who've just said, you know, we're, we're of advanced age and we could use the partnership of someone else, whether it's a romantic endeavor or not. Uh, and so they are looking for a very specific aspect of things, but when they have to balance those needs between more than one person, or when they have to balance their personal needs with their health needs uh, and and also take into consideration you know where are they going to make this location the home and will that be close to family will they need to have room for people to come and visit them so that they don't feel isolated from their loved ones even if they have the uh, the connection with a, a greater community that they're going to grow into there so it's that, it's definitely an interesting board, piece you know, what what I'm finding also is that you know as each quarter goes by. Last week we talk, I talked a little bit about you know uh, the tools, the internet tools that you know are aware uh, online to explore different markets and different communities. But I'm starting to see a lot more of uh, interactive podcasts where it's kind of interesting to hear what other people are finding either appealing or not appealing to the community that maybe sponsoring that particular podcast. So, you know, if you've got the time to do a little uh, internet surfing, uh, it's, it's, it's pretty interesting to hear what, you know, motivated people to choose what they chose.
It's true. And, I, you know, even to that, because of the price points in the Bay Area, for those who own property right now in our markets, uh, you know, you if you're looking outside of these areas in order to find your next Shangri-La or these communities that have these extensive type of benefits, um, you know, I have some clients who are have their eyes in two different places. They're planning on having two different locations as their long-term strategy that they will migrate to and from because it offers different things for them. And, you know, it appeals to all of their, their wants and needs. And they want to enjoy the seasons, but they don't want to be stuck there if they don't have to. And um, so they're really taking a look at the, the broad opportunity that there's a variety of ways for them to get this information and then for them to make the decisions about what's the most important piece for their long-term happiness. Jeff, um, please, again, remind everyone how they can get in touch with you. Probably the easiest would be my uh, cell phone number. Uh, that way you can just text and then I'll get back with you. Uh, that number is 831-888-7685. And uh, I'm always available to uh, be used as a sounding board. Thank you so much, Jeff, for joining us. We look forward to having you again next week. We'll be taking a break here in just a moment, and we'll be back in a few. This is Mortgage Matters with Misha with financial services expert, Misha Dimitruk. All right, Bay Area. Today, we're talking about all things mortgage-related and the benefit of taking action now. I had a really great conversation with Katrina from Menlo Park. Thank you, Katrina, for your call. And we were talking about jumbo lending. Now, the loan limits in the most of the big counties in the Bay Area is now elevated to $970,800. So if you have a single loan that's over $970,800, you could do a first and second if you needed to get your loan amount higher and avoid any type of mortgage insurance there. Um, but also some jumbo loans, again, that's over 97800 allow you to put less than 20% down without having to take mortgage insurance. Now, this is a great opportunity for a lot of people in these higher price points because they have their down payment funds maybe positioned in retirement accounts or stock accounts that by removing those assets and using them in a transaction, it would disrupt the growth. So it gives you the benefit of taking that money and making less of it into cash and keeping more of it in your reserves. But there are some trade-offs here. Now, one of them with jumbo lending is credit score requirements are generally higher. And that's across the board. The, think of this as being the largest money taking out uh, scenarios that you can imagine. We see this as being small potatoes. If you're looking for a million dollars, a million five in the Bay Area, that's nothing. Across the rest of the country, this is still considered a gigantic amount of money. Uh, so we are in this bubble of seeing these big numbers on the regular, and that is skewing what we understand about the national market here. So in requiring higher credit scores, it's not just the credit score itself, but they also require greater depth of credit history, meaning you have to have years worth of, most of the time, traditional jumbo lenders will require that you have at least 24 months of three open and active trade lines. Now, my conversation with Katrina spurred from the realization that over the last few years, she's been paying cash for everything and hasn't been going anywhere, hasn't needed to put anything on credit cards. And now she doesn't have activity on three open and active in the last 30 days trade lines. Her credit score is suffering, but she has the down payment and she needs to make that move. She's been in her current house for 11 years and had not considered the concept that by keeping up with maintaining the 
playing the game for the credit points, that if she didn't do that, she was going to be inhibited when the time came for her to make that purchase. Um, so now she's looking at what we need to do in order to get her to that next level. And with that needing of that jumbo loan, we're looking at restructuring being a first and a second mortgage and or the creative financing options that I talk about all the time. Uh, but one of the pieces that we circled back to was she said, you know, that I was told that I needed to have cash reserves, but I don't know what that means. So for all of you out there who are being told the same thing, whether you're buying a, a, a jumbo loan, an investment property, or whether you need to have those reserves because of your current credit situation, cash reserves means money that you hold somewhere that you have access to that you are not including in the transaction that you are applying for. So whether that's sitting in a retirement account, you have to have, be able to have access to it. You have to be able to have access to the right amount of it. For some people, they can only access a, a finite amount no matter how much is in the account. Say they have 400,000 in their retirement, maybe they can only tap into 50 of it. For some retirement accounts, you can get as much as up to 50% of what is in your active 401k. Now, take into consideration also that a lot of companies align with retirement managements that only allow access as a loan if you are an active employee. If you separate from service, then you can only take a withdrawal, which will require early uh, withdrawal penalties if you are under retirement age and to pay the tax on it. So in these pieces of jumbo lending, the higher credit score, the depth of credit history, the uh, larger cash reserves, there's also a lower debt to income ratio, meaning that you have to have more income coming in versus the debt that you will be covering with that income than if you were financing a loan that is $970,800 and under. So let me know if you have run into the circumstances where you are near or roundabouts that loan amount and are in the jumbo realm, but you are not quite making the qualification in your formal pre-approval. There are some other strategies that we can look at for you including breaking you up into a first and second mortgage and the opportunity to acquire alternative financing, which we will discuss here in our next segment. Um, but for Katrina and for people that are in that same set of circumstances where over the last two years, they really haven't been utilizing their credit, there really is still hope. The good news is you don't have bad credit that you're having to overcome. You just have to re-engage into the credit world and begin actively utilizing the credit accounts that you have charge that very high price tank of gas. Um, you know, spend one round of groceries a month on your credit card before you click that seatbelt and drive away, log into your online bank and make the payment. It's one extra step that really is exercising your credit muscle, which is going to be imperative for your success in all markets, but particularly in jumbo. We are going to take a break and we'll be back in just a moment. You're listening to Mortgage Matters with Misha. It's Mortgage Matters with Misha. Once again, here's Misha Dimitruk. All right. What happens when you're told now is not the right time for you? First, most people go through all of the stages of grief where they think, well, how am I ever going to afford it if everything keeps getting more and more expensive if I can't do it now? But we have to take, in traditional lending, we have to take the actual information into account. And we have to take your employment history into account. Have you had an employment disruption over the last two years? Have you had an income disruption over the last two years? Are you self-employed and your income on paper does not support your ability to pay? Do you have a co-buyer 
that you need their income in order to make the payment, but they have a credit issue that you need to let time soothe over or minimize. And now is not the time is what you're being told. And I'm here to tell you that now is the time that there are more flexible loan options out there than ever before. And the opportunity for you to capture a property, whether you have a credit issue that you're working through, whether you have an employment gap that you are trying to overcome, whether you've taken out a second job thinking that that would help you qualify and just learning now that you need a two-year history in order for that to count towards your qualifying income. There are a lot of different circumstances that people will run into they will be told, rework your information. Come back to me in two years. Come back to me in a year and a half. You go work on that. Well, what happens in that two-year time frame or that year and a half that it's taking you to overcome whatever the current day's challenge is? Rates are going up. Prices are going up. Inventory is not getting any better. Not really. So what is actually happening to you is that you are being told, not now, to your hopes and dreams when the ability is there for you. So if you have been told, not now, if you have been told you need to rework your information and come back when you fixed your credit, when you've had two years on the job, when you've shown that history of commissions or bonus, when that two years of second job history is available for you to use, what I can tell you is that there are options now that will help you capture now today. You can always adjust your financing down the road when you qualify for other maybe lower cost options, but there are fixed rate, long-term options and solutions today that will help you capture that property for that move that maybe you need to make for your family, maybe you need to make for yourself, for your own peace of mind. Maybe this is your first time in and you're wanting to catch on to the wave and you don't want to miss the ride but someone is telling you that you have some sort of roadblock in there, please let me know because these are the things that I'm hearing from callers day in, day out that they were told from their big box bank or they were told from the lender their realtor referred them to that they need to go back to the drawing board and it could take them years in order to get there. There are other solutions out there for you and there are options for a good many people. Now, the one thing that we are struggling to do for some people is the ability to overcome bad credit issues, derogatory credit issues, extensive collections. And even those, we still have some avenue of opportunity with lease to own. It's a specific program that allows you to capture a property of your choosing, have a loan taken out for you that you get to assume when you have repaired all of your credit issues, when you have overcome the income challenges. And that is an opportunity that's out there for some buyers. It is sort of the last tier of opportunity for those out there, but it is something that if you are looking at whether or not now is the time and all of these other reasons have been told to you why you can't get there, please get a second opinion, have an understanding of what you can do now, because it's not really a matter of you can do nothing. There are Even in a worst case scenario, there are private lenders out there who will charge astronomical rates in order to support you in in a purchase or even the refinance that you need. But don't accept just someone, any one person telling you there's nothing for you, come back in two years after you've done what I told you to do. You wouldn't accept that from a doctor. You wouldn't accept that from an attorney. 
please don't accept that in this industry. I promise you there are tens of thousands of originators out there like me who pride themselves on providing information and education to help us get where we need to go. So please, 831-435-0385, and we'll take a break. We'll be back in just a moment. This is Mortgage Matters with Misha with financial services expert, Misha Dimitruk. All right. This segment is dedicated to our investors. Now, as the market moves up, the people who were at the bottom end of the market who have not been able to successfully capture, whether it was based on the necessity for a down payment or the interest rate being uh, elevated beyond their capacity, what is happening in the market is the creation of a pool of non-buyers or people who are resigning themselves to renting. And that means that it's an opportunity for the investors. So in, in every storm, there is that silver lining for someone. So here we have investor opportunities that are rampant. And again, more flexible lending options than have been about in many, many years. For those of you out there who are investing for maybe the first or the second time, and looking at how you can expand that portfolio, knowing what you know now about your current debt to income situation, about your documentation, and about that capturing of a property and how to ensure it re remains profitable for your portfolio. One of the things that I hear from investors and particularly new investors is the very first time they stepped out into the investing pool, they did a full documentation loan. And now on paper, because they have this new investment property, they don't show enough cash flow in order to acquire yet another property. Now, there's a few different ways to go about acquiring an investment property now that is more flexible than what someone would believe the traditional full documentation, 25% down loan would, that would be available. Um, for those of you who really like to put your own stamp on things, or if you're looking for those properties that are somewhat distressed. And when I say somewhat, I don't mean a property that is not habitable necessarily, although this loan option would support those. Um, but a lot of properties out there that are just not as appealing to the active buyer right now because people want to move in and start living. They generally are not really excited about renovation projects right now, particularly because of supply chain issues and um, because of all the fires, the contractors have been very busy and they've elevated their prices. But that doesn't mean that you couldn't not look at a property in terms of how you could revitalize it or update it with a renovation loan. Now, a renovation loan allows you to finance the cost of improvement on the property. That means your purchase price plus the cost of improvement are both financed. You do have a minimum down payment. As an investor with an, an, a renovation loan, you can put a minimum of 15% down. Now that's a, that's a huge savings over the traditional 25% down full documentation loan. And you can do a small re renovation, remodel, modernization. It doesn't have to be a defect at the property that makes it something huge. It could be that it's just stuck in the 70s. It needs to get rid of all of its green appliances and its terrible countertops and its horrible shag carpet. There are far and few properties that are like that anymore, but we do still see them coming up if it's a matter of it was someone's DIY dream and maybe it just went a little bit sideways and it needs to be done by a professional. It does need to be modernized or it needs to be remedied. Maybe they didn't upgrade the electrical, but they put in a backsplash that now has to be taken down. 
again, it does not have to be this hugely extensive project, but if you needed the cash to be able to make those repairs, improvements, modernizations, and you have the ability, you could look at a 15% down investment property renovation loan. It Renovation loans are what I believe the number one underutilized loan option out there. And it's most of the time because people don't understand how to apply them. Now, there are two different classifications of renovation loans. One is 35,000 and under, and one is 35,000 and over. The 35,000 and under is generally if there's no structural changes that are being made to the property. Again, modernization, um, updating, maybe windows, maybe countertops, maybe carpet, maybe interior paint, maybe exterior. There are some limitations in renovation, but really not a whole lot of them. So if you are an investor out there and maybe you've already made an investment and your cash stores are a little bit low, you don't have the full 25% down or on paper because you have new renovation or excuse me, new investment properties, you aren't showing the positive cash flow as of yet. And you need to look at an alternative solution for how to capture a property. Please know that there are options out there that require no documentation. There are options out there that afford you the opportunity to finance those repairs, upgrades, modernizations. And there is the ability for you to look at an investment property from an entirely different perspective on how you would finance that to capture it at today's price and get your foot in the door. For some people, that's a matter of just making sure that they get in and get these properties turned around so they can bring them back to market. And not necessarily a flip, but a revitalization of a specific neighborhood. And we see that not so much in the Bay Area because of course, people are doing that with these properties to live in primarily, but in other parts of California where the price point is lower and there are properties that maybe have been distressed and have not been taken care of over the last few years, we are definitely seeing people being much more savvy about the opportunity to find a way to cover the cost of repairs through the financing. Now, I'm, I've walked a few realtors and several sets of buyers through these types of loans, and they it's definitely eye-opening. They do have the ability to remedy actual issues with the property. So if you see all cash offers only, it's likely because there's a reason there's something going on with that property that would preclude it from being able to obtain traditional financing. Most of the time, as long as you include the solution to whatever the issue is at the property, you can still use a renovation loan to capture. So again, if you're looking at that property that looks like it's having a challenge and it's being relayed as all cash required, there is an issue at the property that makes it ineligible for financing. And oftentimes we're able to champion that challenge with a renovation loan. I have worked on new roofs, septic systems, you know, entire deckings that need to be needed to be taken care of. We've done a house that was completely mold riddled and done the mold remediation and upgraded the entire home and brought about something new and beautiful and healthy to the community in order to serve its needs. So it is definitely an opportunity for you to expand on what it is that you think is an eligible property to purchase and how you can best utilize smaller amounts of money to maximize your investment opportunity. If that is something that you have been considering, investing in real estate, but you're not quite certain how to do that, or if you feel like you need more guidance, please give me a call, 831-435-0385. You can email Nisha, M-E-S-H-A, at Essex Mortgage. 
www.thelaughlinesmoneyguru.com or you can find me on Facebook or LinkedIn. We'll be back after this break with this week's challenge. It's Mortgage Matters with Misha. Once again, here's Misha Dimitruk. All right, my favorite part of the show here at the top of the hour. This week's challenge sort of dovetails into last week's what, how to get out of that credit stagnant position. But for those buyers out there who are being told, if you only had a higher credit score, you would have a better opportunity to get a lower rate. Well, here's what I'm here to tell you. If you have solid income, and it's the cash shortage that you have that doesn't allow you to buy down even further. One of the things that you can look to do is to buy up in price on the property that you, once you've captured a property, offer over your offering price that's already been accepted and ask for a seller credit. It's a way that allows you to take money that you are including in your financing and apply it towards buying down your interest rate. It's definitely allowed and available for you to be able to take credit from the seller to buy down your interest rate to make that property more affordable. So again, if you don't have extra surplus of cash, maybe you want to put as much down as you can and you have to have reserves in the account if you need them for your particular loan type, but you really want to be able to buy down more and you have the flexibility in your income to take on a larger loan, offer up in price and ask for a seller credit. That seller credit can be used towards buying down your interest rate, otherwise known as paying points, and is going to give you some more flexibility in getting to an even lower monthly obligation. Now, in addition, you can also look at taking another view from your credit. If you have not already done the Experian Boost, you have the opportunity to do that and bring your one of your scores up, which may allow you to obtain a better cost for the rate that you're looking to purchase. If your credit score is in the position where you know you need to manage your balances a little bit better and you have flexibility in that cash management to be able to make any type of impact, definitely take a look at how to do that because oftentimes I hear people saying, well, I'll pay off my car loan and then my credit score will go up. But that's not the best utilization of their money necessarily. We need to look at your credit on an entire overview picture and then drill down to where the best movements would be for you for the strongest strategy in saving you the most money. And that means applying your funds in the smartest way possible. So please, if you have questions, if you need better strategy when it comes to finding the loan that's for you, there are ways that you can go about achieving the smartest advantage. And I am here to help you get to that information and start using it. Always look to make the payment now, once you get pre-approved, as if you are making that payment in a mortgage. Live with that payment so that you feel what it is to live with that payment. And understand, how do you, how do you operate? Where are you restricting yourself? Are those all acceptable to you before it's required of you? The worst thing that can happen is you set yourself up with the maximum payment you don't give it a trial run and you find out after the fact that it just doesn't fit for your lifestyle. The extended buying time that is taking for a good many people to get into contract now allow for this to take place and the opportunity for you to live with that payment and adjust yourself to that payment before it's actually required of you 
is going to be one of the keys to success, particularly for first-time buyers. So please take that to heart. If you've sat down with a loan originator and you have an idea of what your monthly obligation would be, set that aside each month until you've captured a property, pay your rent out of it, put the rest in savings, and feel the reality of what it is to live as if that home were already yours. You will benefit from it, I promise you. If you are in a transaction, if you need support getting to a pre-approval, if you are working with a realtor and you're hoping to entice them into applying uh, an offer for a renovation property for you and you need them to be educated on how these loans would work, please don't hesitate to give me a call. 831-435-0385, M-E-S-H-A at EssexMortgage.com. This show will rebroadcast tomorrow at 2 and Sundays at 3. If you missed any part of it, you can listen then, but you can always just call me directly. Be well, Bay Area, and until next week.